Hey, y'all. You know when something ridiculous happens to you? Who is the first person that you want to call? Your best friend. Imagine that phone call as a podcast. And there you have it. The show Tell Me Why podcast. We're just two best friends chatting it up about the crazy things going on in our millennial life. We talk about anything ranging from the political climate to the latest beauty collab to the tea that's happening on Twitter. So join the conference call. We'll be waiting. Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. It's me, Etanosa. And me, Charlene. Um, We're going to jump right into this podcast because it's one of our most serious ones. Um, So this podcast is called So Tell Me Why I'm Tired. And first and foremost, we just want to say rest in peace to all of the black women and men who have lost their lives at the hands of the police. And we also wanted to say that all black lives matter and every black person deserves justice, no matter the race, the sex, the gender, or sexual orientation. Yeah. So there's, there's, it's been a lot, to be honest. To be, to be honest, this is an interesting podcast for us to record, just because it's like, how do we process everything? You know, we, let, we, we try to format our podcast so that um, it's coherent, but I think both of our minds have just been all over. I know for me personally, I've, I feel like I've been an emotional wreck. Like, every time I, like, talk about it, I'm either, like, super sad or, like, trying to find some humor or something like that just to, like, make myself feel better. But I just think I get to this point where I just kind of have to sit down and I'm just like, this is not okay. Like, I'm so upset. I'm so disappointed. I'm so sad um, with everything that has been going on. Um, yes, and I guess we should probably, like, I'm sure everybody knows what we're talking about. Um, you know, the recent unjust murders murders of, you know, black people in this country, uh, America. And there have also been some recent, you know, murders that happened across, um, like, across the Atlantic, like, overseas as well. Um, and we can get into that a bit later, but I guess, um, this isn't really new news for us, um, unfortunately, but, you know, and I guess in February, we heard about what happened to Ahmaud Aubrey, the mm-hmm. innocent black man who was jogging and was hunted down by racists and killed for no reason at all. And then shortly thereafter, we heard about Brianna Taylor, who was an EMT on the front lines during this COVID-19 pandemic, who was shot eight times in her own home by police. And then after that, we heard about George Floyd six days ago, who was suffocated by a police officer who had his knee on his neck after this man had been fully compliant um, after being arrested for a bad check. This man lost his life for no reason at all, just like the people that we have named just now and all of the people that we've heard about for the past, what, centuries? Decades, centuries. 
you know so it's just been very hard for I think like young black people in America old black people in America just across the globe you know people are in solidarity with us and just trying to figure out like I don't know like what can we do to really change anything you know what I mean I think that's the question that we all just ask ourselves kind of thing. And I think specifically kind of just like highlighting, you know, the riots and the protesting and the looting and the stuff that's happening in our society. uh, It's like, where else, what else are we supposed to do? And I think something that like breaks my heart is just like the narrative of like, well, that's not gonna, you know, help anyone and blah, 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 blah. And I, I love the question when people were like, well, what else can we do you know what I mean we tried peacefully protesting kneeling we've tried making statements at award shows and people are trying to use their platforms to really talk out about the change that needs to happen and it continuously is ignored you know what I mean pushed to the side like it doesn't matter like it's it's an isolated incident it's it's not that big of a deal yeah Um, and I'm kind of just tired of you know like Honestly, let's just say that I'm really happy to see, you know, the entire nation band together in protest to these unjust killings. Um, so it's it's great to see that. And I also hate when people are trying to tell black people how they should protest. Because like you said, like, we've tried peaceful protesting, you know, in years past. Like, even if we talk about, like, Colin Kaepernick and how all his protest was was peaceful all he did was kneel and he lost his job and people were saying that he was just disrespecting america by kneeling because of you know police brutality the very thing that we're protesting against now and then there are people who are saying that like oh you're burning stuff down the looting like whatever like that's not the way to do it and i don't want to hear that from white people number one i don't want you to tell black people how to do anything that's that's Mm -hmm. number one and i keep seeing that from a lot of white people even like yesterday i was on facebook which i'm never on facebook but (laughs) i was on facebook and i saw like this white guy we went to high school with trying to tell a black guy who did not ask for his opinion number one but oh this isn't the way to do it blah 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 and i'm just like you guys forget and then they love a martin luther king quote that's number two and i'm like you guys forget that like martin luther king was assassinated Mm. so Mm. for y'all to be acting like there's there's no right or wrong way to protest you guys do not want black people to speak up on these things. And that's the real fact. Because you guys do not want to lose privilege. And I say this about racist white people. And I know that all white people aren't racist. But there are lots of white people who are complacent and okay with... You know, and they don't speak up, which is just as bad. Which is just as bad kind of thing. And, like, I think the saddest part is, like... You know, people think, like, staying quiet is better than saying anything at all. And it is just as bad. So I'm talking to those people um, specifically. Um, I don't want to hear... I don't. I really don't care about the looting, honestly. You know, I do think that, like, you know, the looting that happens to black businesses, that's very unfortunate. Of course, I don't want that to happen. And I think that there were instances where there were some black businesses that put labels or like signs up that they're a black business and the, right. they didn't get those buildings weren't touched in any way but right. it's just like 
we're trying to send a message here like that we're angry yeah that we're angry that we're angry that we're in not even angry i feel like people are livid people are enraged like this is this is more than anything i mean like even ferguson was huge like you know what i mean but this is on a scale that is truly uh, unbelievable like to think like all these different cities around the country like we you know we're getting support and solidarity from different countries is it's it's mind-blowing you know what I mean like unfortunately we hear these stories day after day year after year kind of thing but I feel like I don't know what it, it was about George Floyd's death that it was just like oh man the camel's back has broken yeah. this is the tipping point this is this is it <clears throat> we have snapped like I just feel like we as people have f- snapped because I, I feel like we've tried all of our options. This is, yeah, I'm a true believer of like his, history repeats itself. And I think it is repeating itself um, on a, a bigger scale. We have so many different avenues to learn about all the different situations, how people are responding, what police departments are doing, how they're connecting with their communities kind of thing. And everyone can see it. And it, it's, it's, wow it's really mind-boggling how it's traveled um and i'm hoping this will impact the change that we have so desperately needed for so for so long like you know what i mean i really hope so um yeah i don't know it's just been really heavy you know and like us being what were you going to say? Well, my, I was going to say specifically talking to white people because like I have white colleagues, I have white friends, I have stuff like that. And I thought today I got, we're going to talk about this a little bit later, but I got a message today from like a brand that I like worked with and they sent me this Instagram post that really like shook my core. And I don't even know if it was coming from a black person talking to white people or just another white person talking to white people. Um, but regardless, it it was specifically talking about how there are a lot of like white women who are trying to lead a discussion about like, you know, race relations or maybe they're talking about how, you know, they're dating or married to like a black man and how this is affecting them and stuff like that. And what blew me was this person was in their um, description. They were just like, why are you guys acting like you support black women? You have never supported, and I think this touches on like that white feminist um, rhetoric. You know what I mean? There, and it's just like you guys have never supported us, kind of thing. You have never stood up for anything um, for us, and now you guys not only want to show support, but want to lead the discussions. Like you know something that you guys don't need to learn as well. And basically, the person was like, "You need to stay in your lane." And this brings me to my point of like. I think as an educator and working with white people who are not as woke, nice people, great people, right? Not as woke, that the glimpse of wokeness that you feel like you have is not is nothing compared to like our lived experiences. I understand that, but like understand this sounds so bad. Understand your place to be honest. Yeah. Like yes, like I think there's allyship kind of thing, but understand that you have a lot of work to do for yourself. I know like I I messaged them and I was just more so like I truly believe like knowledge this is the time for people to educate yourself like I know everybody and their mom wants to be on social media and like have an opinion and make sure that they said something but I'm like 
what is where is this opinion coming from just because like I understand people have feelings but I feel like have you picked up a book have you reflected on yourself have you thought about how you continue to play into the systemic racism the police brutality like I no one wants to take ownership for that um but I think it's super super important and I go back and forth and being like um as a black person, do I educate white people? You know what I mean? I'm like, I'm tired. I'm really tired. <laughs> it's tiring. It's like we say the same thing. We've said we said it, you know, in 2014 with Mike Brown. We said it with Trayvon Martin. We said it. This was in high school. You know yep. what I'm saying? Like, that was the first. I think Trayvon Martin was the, my first, like, real, you know, realization. Real realization <laughs> of legit like wow you know because I was like what 16 maybe yeah and I remember watching the verdict I was legitimately like there is no way that this man isn't going to jail for killing this child I was like there is absolutely no way we know the facts they're giving us the facts right like he was just walking he was innocent he didn't have a weapon this man's not even a cop right and this man is walking free to this day, right? So I think that was, like, the moment for me where I was just like, wow, like, my life does not matter to these people because of my skin, right? And so then I'm just like, I I don't know how many more ways we can say the same message, right? And I think that a lot of black people are tired of having to be the ones to to tell white people what they're supposed to be doing. I feel like they know. I, I think it's more so about privilege and not wanting to mm-hmm. lose it. And even if we talk about Amy Cooper, which we didn't talk about earlier, this white woman knew about her privilege and she weaponized it and she wanted to use it against this black man because she knew that she had that power. And I believe that all white people know that they have that power and they do not want to lose it. So therefore, they know exactly the difference between right and wrong right i agree i agree and that's and that's (laughs) and that's i think the main point here like i think you've already like talked about and reiterated multiple times just in the last two minutes that you were talking about like no one wants to give up their privilege right one people are scared of what that looks like kind of thing too it's like you have benefited from these luxuries even if they're minor luxuries of life for so long that you don't even want to like share you know what, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's not like we're saying, like, oh, you no longer can do this or that. It's it's just you have to step down and to allow other people there, too. It can't just be for you. It cannot. I think it's time for them to talk up to each other, for white people to talk to other white people. And to be honest, I have been seeing that because, you know, I've been watching. You know, we've been watching the stories because I – don't have a lot of white friends this isn't my choice this is just how it is right now for me Mm -hmm. but the ones that I do follow um I'm like oh okay I see I see some things happening I see conversations happening I see people protesting I see people donating so that's not what I saw six years ago right so I think that there's somewhat of a shift does there need to be more obviously um, but I think some people are getting it and they're like, okay, I do need to talk to my friends. I think you yeah. need to talk to your friends, you need to talk to your family. 
Okay? Your grandparents, your aunts and uncles who make those racist jokes at Thanksgiving. You need to talk to them. It's about talking to everybody. Yeah. Because we're tired. We've been doing this for 400 years. 500 years is a long time to talk. (laughs) You know? Yeah. It's it's truly exhausting. It it really is kind of thing. Um, I've thought a lot about, like what allyship is. I, I think it's interesting because I'm being very vulnerable here because these are just thoughts that I've had that like, especially when we, specifically when we talk about allyship, it's has been weird for me to think like, I need allies. Yeah. And it's just like, because I'm black, I need allies because I'm black. Like that is, a, I don't want to say demeaning, but it's just a very like powerless thing that like nothing is really going to change unless basically white people demand for a change and it's just it's very like this is a very helpless feeling that I'm feeling like it really won't get better I I don't know it's like until we play to the heartstrings of white people you know I don't even know if it was you it was just talking about um even like women's voting rights kind of thing. It wasn't the black people, it wasn't even the women who were like, we're demanding voting rights that they got voting rights. It was because they were finally appealed to the white men. You know what I mean? The the majority of people. And I'm just, it's disheartening to think like, it doesn't matter how many black people there are, as long as like we are kind of like in a minority and people, you know, are not understanding the struggles of our lives that will continue to have these hashtags of people. That, I, ooh, it's just so hard to to talk about this because it's truly systemic, everything that we're talking about. And I think, you know, if we, even when we talk about, like, the police force, you know, it started off as, like, a slave patrol, like, people catching slaves. That's how mm-hmm. law enforcement today, that's where it originated. So when we talk about how deep, you know, the racist sentiments are within the police force in the United States, it's just so big. You know what I mean? It's just like, I don't even know where we could start. It's like, I would, I would, I need a new system at this point, you know, I need something else because this policing system is not it. I'm tired of hearing, well, not every cop is bad, but I think there are so many cops who may not be murderers. They may not be killing people, but there are cops that see it. Like, Mm -hmm. even if you're talking about, like, if we talk about George Floyd, for example, we saw that there were cops around this Derek Chauvin guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? And just and just watched. So I'm not going to literally sit up here and be like, well, Derek Chauvin in that situation is the only bad person cop. who said, yeah. All of them are bad. And there are lots of people that are like that across this country. So that's why I'm just over... I'm at the point where I'm just like, you know what? This policing system is not it. Do I agree that people need to be protected in some way, shape, or form? There needs to be somebody that we can call. But black people can't call the police. Like, we cannot. Who are you going to call? Nobody. <laughs> Where's the Ghostbusters when you need them? Because the police, the situation is going to escalate. Yeah. And people call the police on us all the time. And they want to deputize themselves. So it's just like, we don't know what... 
what like we have to protect ourselves as black people somehow and and because we cannot rely on law enforcement to do so yeah how sad how sad it's just oh my gosh you know what i thought was super interesting and i feel like i don't know how we're segueing into all of our other topics but the other day my parents called me my dad called me or whatever we were talking and so something that I've, i've been struggling with is like being nigerian and like heavily identifying with that identity um and thinking like sometimes i don't want to say remove but sometimes i feel like i'm naive to some of the emotions that my peers feel because i'm just like you know what like i can't think of a conversation i can't think of my parents sitting me down and thinking like oh this this is what the police think of us and blah 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 blah. you need to be careful until i was older you know what i mean i think a lot of the things that i learned were when i got to college like you know what i mean and so, you know, I'm talking to my dad kind of thing. And he was, and he blatantly was like, we just, we didn't have those conversations because like one, as your parents, we didn't live those, those through those experiences to warn you guys about. Like we, we grew up in Africa where it's like, we all black. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yes, the police are there. Yes, they're corrupt in their own ways. But like to come to America and think like, oh, like these police too are also gonna maybe corrupt, maybe hurt you based off the color of your skin wasn't something that, we necessarily thought to warn our children about. Maybe like, I think they maybe talked to like my older brother and maybe my younger brother. But like for me as a black woman, like they were just like, oh, you know, you were going to (laughs) slide onto the radar or something. And that kind of hit home to me because I was just like, as much as I'm upset kind of thing, I know people who are, like I said, livid, enraged, like, and stuff like that and I'm just I sit here in my apartment and I'm just like I'm so disappointed like I too am upset I understand like I'm I'm nervous when I go outside kind of thing I can't even go paddle boarding right now and you know that's my must my my tend to do um without feeling some type of way like you know what I mean like people are looking at me are they watching my every move like where are the police like <sighs> it's hard it's hard yeah it it definitely is and i i understand the same thing like with you know being african um well for my for me like i think like my mom gets it because she understands like you know with you know colonialism in zimbabwe and stuff like that um mm-hmm. so there was a lot of obviously racial tension like cuz zimbabwe didn't gain independence till 1980 so mm. a lot of you know, some of her life as a younger person was, you know, within those times, so she definitely understands mm-hmm. racial tensions there. Um, but I also think that um, we should not look at it like, well, that's their problem over there. And this isn't, like, my experience with, like, my own parents, but, you know, a lot of Africans may feel like, oh, well, I can just go back to wherever or this is not my problem because I'm not like African American but I'm like well when we're walking baby you black when we're walking the streets the cops aren't going to be like oh well you look like you're from Togo so I'm not going to shoot you (laughs) you know what I'm saying like that's never going to happen baby you are black we are black and we're all here like you know 
taking up space yes, like you know what i mean yeah the and and that is because of you know the black people that built this country and that's why we're here today so we have to always recognize that um so I think that that is our responsibility. Like, if we do hear people speak in that way, which I have not seen. No. Um, I'm so happy I haven't yet. seen that. But if I do, oh. I'm going to definitely have to um, turn on my microphone. Um, hello, hello, <laughs> hello, hello. Because, you know, you've got to speak up and you've got to... Um, you, you just have to say something. And sometimes it's uncomfortable to talk to, like, people who you relate to about, like, things. You know, people who you usually agree with you know about things and you're just like actually this is wrong you shouldn't think this and this is and here's why you know and that's hard for me to do without getting angry and I'm trying to work on like not getting upset when people don't agree with me God is working on my heart Mm -hmm. I'm gonna let y'all know if that happens um but I also just want to move into just being um like you were talking about allyship in general and uh recently you know, there was also, this wasn't a person that was named, you know, when we started this podcast, because we didn't really hear about, um, this, there's a trans man who was killed this month, his name is Tony McDade, he was killed by police, and I've been seeing his name floating, not as much as everybody else, um, and there was also a trans woman who was killed on May 3rd, her name is Nina Pop, and she was not killed by police, but, Um, she was brutally murdered so um you know like as a cis woman I think it's important to recognize my privilege in this sense um where it's like you know we already have our issues with um you know black women not being you know talked about as much but I think you know, there's also black trans people who are overlooked as well. So I think that it's our responsibility to use our privilege to talk about this um, because these are black lives, you know what I mean? And we're like on the streets screaming Black Lives Matter, but that is not showing up in all in our protests. We're not listing every black person and we're not talking about every black life. life and I think right. it's important for us to change that narrative we are so judgmental that's the saddest part like you know what i mean like we i mean we're seeing it from everywhere kind of thing it's like we want it we are judging everyone's life so critically that we get to a point where it's like this is justifiable that you've been killed and we're not going to really talk about it and that's what that's what really like breaks my heart because it's just like and that's what it means and i don't think people understand that that's what that means if we see these things and we're like oh we're not going to talk about it that means that that person that you are justifying this person's death in your mind because that person is different Mm -hmm. and a lot of black lgbtq people are at the forefront of these movements um fighting for us right you know what i mean and for, for all black people and I think it's incredibly saddening you know to know that like you know if they do if these people do end up dying that nobody cares just because of how they identify and I'm like that's what white people have been doing to all of us for centuries yeah I know killing us because of who we are right so right. 
you know, I think that there has to be a change and there has to be a conversation um, because this has been happening, like, throughout the year. Like, trans people, like, I think, what, their, their, their lifespan, I guess, is only, like, 30 years or something, like, you know, because of all of the attacks and murders, you know, by transphobic people. So, it's just... It's very sad, and I just wanted to bring awareness to that. And there was also a girl, a little girl who died. Um, like, the police wow. raided the wrong room, the wrong wow. house. Um, she was, like, seven. I really want to make sure that I say her name. Gotta find it. But um, do you have any other thoughts while I look for this? No, I just, I mean, you said a lot of things that people need to sit and think about and reflect on because it's just like I don't understand how people are being forgotten you know what I mean like we talked briefly earlier just like we can talk about the verses with who was it Kirk Franklin and what's the other man's name uh Fred Hammond Fred Hammond and like they're naming all these people and forget the women you've said all black men's names and we're not saying that they're not important but I'm like so the black women who have died, the trans people who have died, the all these other people who have passed away, you're just like, eh, it's not as important as the black men. And I think there's also a sentiment of like putting black men on this like pedal stool to be like, this is the ultimate life that could have been lost in our society. Um, it's extremely important. I'm not, not trying to downplay that, but I'm like, I think we need to, Everybody needs to be able to say the names of a, almost, a, I don't want to say a device group of people, but like, remember, like you saying those names is remembering all of those different types of people who were killed. It does not matter. It doesn't matter anymore. It doesn't matter if you're a woman. It doesn't matter if you're a man kind of thing. Our skin is the reason a lot of the times that we are being killed. 100%. And I found her name. Her name is Ayanna Jones. She was seven years old. She was shot in the wow. head. What? Fight an officer. So, rest in peace to her. And anyone else that we missed, um, we are thoughts and prayers go out to your families. Um, and I still want to touch on, like, what you're saying about, you know, just people who just are not black males. It's just, like, we just are so overlooked and it makes me very sad like especially as a black woman because even if you're comparing the outrage you know when it's like uh towards Breonna Taylor's you know situation like her murder let me say what it is um Mm -hmm. her the people that killed her the officers that killed her are free right now and, like, oh. I was telling you yesterday, like, we had all these initiatives for the men. We had a run with mod. Yep. People were running outside. Great. Perfect. That's amazing. And then we are out here. Like, George Floyd's murder was the one that has people, you know, out here protesting. But there was nothing for her specifically. You know right. what I mean? And she was literally putting her life on the line every day as an EMT and we can like we're not rallying behind her case as much and that just is an indicator of how we feel about black women in general and that's very sad because black women literally are the backbones like in our community right so it's just like this is 
it just says so much more about how we feel about black women in general and it's very very sad and it needs to change and i want to see more black men talking about the black women Mm. that have died and i have not seen that or the black trans people who have been murdered so i don't want to i don't want to see that i want everybody to keep the same energy with everybody i'm so happy that people are out fighting for george george floyd and people are demanding justice for these men but i think that we should demand just as much justice for the women and I'm not seeing that. And I'm going to talk about it every day. I've been on Instagram talking about it because I'm tired. I'm tired I swear. of people being like, oh, my God, like, um, I'm so scared to have a black son. You posted something, you know, like somebody was like, I pray for my black son differently. I'm like, yeah, you what does it say? It's like you pray different when you have a black son. I said, and daughter and daughter. I'm like, it's even worse when you have a black daughter, because if she unfortunately, God forbid, died at the hands of police or anybody nobody would be rallying for her like they would a black side and that's the problem and that's the problem i'm just really it's very frustrating to me because uh, because i think it's because i am a black woman so it's just and i want to see more black women like being angry like i am about the situation yeah. Um, and I don't necessarily see that all the time. Yeah. There's just so much. There's just so much that I can only imagine that's going through people's heads and hearts right now. Yeah. I, it's just like patriarchy I, has just like literally brainwashed us all and, and internalized m- misogyny to think that we should value black men's lives more than our own. Instead of just valuing every life. Agreed. It's 1,000%. It's really like, I just, Chile. Chile. I'm tired of this. Um, let's just do better. I'm still, I'm going to keep talking about this every day until somebody's arrested. Like, I really am. Um, I did hear that the Louisville police chief um was fired so hopefully Mm. that'll make some changes of some kind um on a um this is still like a heavy note on how i've been noticing like a lot of brands have been called out these days boop bloop 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 very interesting this week just so much is happening it's just like i want to talk about everything and i feel like it's impossible to talk about everything but how do you feel about, you know, your fave brands, like, not saying anything? I think a lot of us are going to be changing the way that we spend money. I think a lot of us are going to be changing how we spend money. I mean, we talked about this yesterday. I just think it's so sad that, like, we live in such a capitalist society that like you know there are people who take their time to think like who is your demographic how do you appeal to them like how do you get their money kind of thing and don't have this like humanity piece of it like these are real people every day who have lives who live their lives who go to work who earn this money who spend money on your products kind of thing and so when you have millions thousands of followers of made up of those same people that you rely on their money you're just going to sit and be silent? It's baffling to me. It's really baffling. 
Because your your fear is that you're going to lose people. That's their fear. Yeah. They're going to lose people. And if they lose people, they lose money. Wow. That's yeah. what you're really concerned about? Yep. But those same people are the ones dying on the street. George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, all these people. Don't you think they bought something from your brand? Period. Bloop. Blooping. Blooping. Bloop. Bloop. Um. Whew. Look, let me say something else, too. Okay. Because not <laughs> only... I'm not done because I thought about this today and I was just like, as much as we are calling out like big brands, like huge brands, like, you know, we saw people talking about like Aerie, Nike, like all these makeup brands and stuff like that. Um, I also think like, and that's one reason we're on this podcast because we have a brand. We might not be huge. We got 300 followers on Instagram, (laughs) (laughs) but that's 300 people. That's that's a, a considerable like statement, I, by the way. We haven't quite yet, but we will. I feel like th- we were thinking that our podcast would be the statement, but we need something written. Anywho. Yeah. Um, I also think it's super... People are forgetting the smaller brands. People are not looking at the smaller brands. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you might not have 150,000, 1 million followers but you have five thousand you have another eight thousand you have yeah. another ten you have another twenty three thousand well, i'm i'm also listening if i've worked with you what are you saying because you have that responsibility too i understand you know people are very concerned with their money but like this is not the day it's not the time to be tiptoeing it's not to be like oh well when everything gets better we're just gonna no 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 people People need to know where you are because, like, our money matters. Our money matters. It definitely does. And I'm looking at everybody sideways, okay? And I'm looking at people forward, okay? Because there are people where I'm looking at people sideways. And there are some brands where I'm like, listen, I have never bought a product from you ever. But this is a way to respond. Like, when I saw Glossier's response, I said, this is the last brand that I thought would be donating a million dollars to not just these several organizations that are fighting against police brutality, but also they'll be giving out grants to black-owned beauty businesses. Where do you see that at? I said, what does Gossier make? I feel like they make makeup for people who don't have pimples. Yeah. You know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) For those girls that are just like, concealer under the eye, that's all I need, like... No yeah, makeup, makeup, I'm... skin, makeup. I was like, girl, I'm about like... to be me. All my acne scars about to be showing with my Glossier products, okay? Um, so I have been very impressed with some brands. But there are some people where I'm looking at, I'm like, like these pretty little things with all these little black girls, fake black girls on there. Um, all of those little boutiques. I'm looking at them sideways. I said, Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Is it that hard? Like, that's my theme. Like, you clearly don't care. You clearly don't care. And, you know, like, I have my opinions on everybody and their mama on social media saying something. But, like, I'd honestly rather you say something on social media and I know where you stand than you not say anything at all, to be honest. Yeah, but, like, make it make an effort. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I saw, like, Jackie Ina call out Revolve because Revolve barely posts black people. If you go... Mm-hmm on their page they barely take black people on their little trips so, but i see a lot of black people getting clothes from them though 
Yeah, but, you know what I mean? but I don't see them on the page like that. Right. I don't see them on the page. And a lot of people do that. Like, Fashion Nova, like, has been criticized for sending the clothes, but never, like, posting the influencers, the black ones, on the page. So, yeah, so she called all of them out. And so then we're thinking, okay, we're going to see, a, you know, something meaningful, something that looks like, you know, the, there was effort put into it. They put a black hand, a jet black hand on top and what is with the holding hands everybody's doing that like i saw like heidi klum was like you there's unity and diversity and puts like her hand with her black kid's hand what is it i need you to take that hand and open your purse with that hand (laughs) open your purse and donate with those hands have your kids help you while you dig in your purse i don't i don't need to see the whole i I think i think the thing is like even in that post i was talking about by that brand it's talking about white people need to be at the center of it. Like, they need their whiteness to yeah. be prominent, no matter what you're talking about. You literally could have just posted your children's hands. You could have posted another thing. You could have posted words kind of thing without you involving yourself. Why do you need to involve yourself? I know, exactly. And, like, did you see Pretty Little Things post with the black, no. jet black hand? This was Sharpie black. There is nobody that color in this world, number one. Nobody is jet black. <laughs> nobody. <laughs> It was on top of a white hand. And it was like, we stand with you. Like, no, where's the money? We donate money. We need funds. People are in jail. People are losing their eyes to these rubber bullets because these cops wow. are savages. Like, this is what we need. I don't want your stupid hand photos. Like, what bill is that going to pay? What bail bond is that going to pay for for these activists that are risking their lives? Like, be about it. Like, I'm tired and I'm mad that I have a pretty little thing order on the way. Pre-everything that happened, by the way. But that's going to be my last one. Psh, psh, for real. For real. It's not worth it. It's really it's not, not worth, worth it. it. And I think that brands do have responsibility, especially if you're using black colloquialism, slang in your promo for your emails, you know what I'm saying? You're like, hot girl summer. Get your, get a bikini. Oh my gosh, girl, honey. Like, all of these things that you're saying in every email. Talking, like, don't, they don't even know what they're talking about. They're like, no cap. Put a cap on your lipstick. Like, it's so stupid. Huh? It's like, you don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> you know? Wow. And it's just like, you're taking all of these things from black people. The least you could do is donate. The least you could do is donate. At least you could do is use your platform to um, shout out everybody else. I also had another brand that I never followed. Like, they don't follow me. I don't follow them. Um, They're like a spa in L.A. And they were like, uh, support black creators. And I said, it's not that hard. Like my, that's that's my thing. It's it's not that hard. You have the money, you have the platform, you have the voice, you have. It, it, I'm just confused. It's not that hard. It. It's just like I don't get buy it. Products we buy your stuff. That's You're acting like we don't we don't spend money. You're acting like we we've never. Oh, they don't they don't buy our stuff. They don't know my guy. I'm sure we're probably the first people at the store. Yes, especially if you're talking about black beauty. Like, if we're not buying from your makeup brand, it's because you don't have a shade for us. For us. And that's on period. <laughs> that's on period. Because if we did, we would be buying. 
But y'all be having 37 beiges and an orange and a jet black. Like the hand on Pretty Little Thing. It's like, who is going to wear Who's going to wear that? They're like, just mix all of them. That should be your shade. <laughs> and we're still dealing with this, with, diff- with different shade ranges and stuff. It's so frustrating. And I think that celebrities are just as frustrating. They're just as frustrating. They're just as, like, what's his name? Right now is getting dragged on Twitter, Virgil Abloh. Mm-hmm. Because he, first of all, he's the CEO of Off-White, that black luxury brand. He also is, um, what is it, the head designer of whatever, of Louis Vuitton, Louis of the Vuitton. Oh. Two jobs, two high-paying jobs. Yeah. One for a luxury fashion house that's been, you know, around for freaking years, Louis Vuitton, and you had the nerve to donate $50. And then if you go on Off-White's website, nothing costs $50. $50? And then the thing is, he posted it online. Like, we were supposed to give him give him applause. That's even more disrespectful. He's like, I donated. See, $50 coming from me is different. <laughs> because That's a lot. I donated more <laughs> to these causes than Virgil Abloh. <laughs> I'm just so tired, and he's getting dragged, and I don't care. And the thing is, we honestly shouldn't have been surprised, because I remember he took a picture, like, a few months ago, and of him at his offices for Off-White, and all I saw was all white, except for him. Ooh! <laughs> he was at his offices for Off-White, but all I saw was all white. Wow. He has no black employees. As a I black. I swear. Isn't I swear. African? Isn't he Ghanaian? That you know what? That's a whole different podcast to talk about those people who just like the black people who just are so so removed, so ignorant, blatantly ignorant of who they are as people and what the spaces they occupy and their responsive I think as black people we have a responsibility. I think some of the mentalities that we have, like if I make it, I'm gonna have to I'm taking people with me, like you know what I mean? And he's not on that, but he's also like best friends with Kanye West, which is like telling, makes sense, birds of a feather, it's like together. Um, it's annoying, and I'm n- I've never I can't afford off white, so there I've been boycotting it since it came out. But <laughs> not spending my money there. No, I really won't be buying it because I'm tired of black people and other celebrities who they've reached this level. I talk about this all the time. They reach this status level where they think that well they it doesn't lose, apply to them yeah they lose sight of anything that's going on with everyday black people right and you just are just so tone deaf and so like it's just so and I, it's like incredibly frustrating for me because i'm just like you're still black you're still black at the end of the day it does not matter because even if you talk about there are people who get followed who are the richest people there are people like henry lewis gates who is a Harvard... We know who Henry Louis Gates is. He's a Harvard uh, professor. Like, he's got all these documentaries out, like, on PBS and all these things. He got arrested outside of his home because they thought that he was trying to break into his house. And he was a black professional. Even when we talk about Christian Cooper, who is a Harvard grad, it does not matter. You're still black at the end of the day. And y'all are out here because y'all are in such close proximity to whiteness that y'all forget all of that. And it, I'm tired of it. That's why I will. You'll wow. never see me in off white. Nothing. Never. 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 
Even when I can afford it, never. Even when I can afford it, because he does not care. He does not care. He does not Save care. Save for his friend Kanye West. It's the same idea, and it's really crazy because Kanye West used to be the person that used to talk about this stuff. Like, yeah. even if you still in a, even if you in a Benz, you're still a nigga. Like he's the one who said that in his song. And uh, look at where we are now. Shocking, but shocking. Celebrities are disappointing me every day. Every day. How sad. How Open sad. your purse, please. Open your purse, please. Thank you. Because there Literally. are people who are unemployed because of this pandemic who are giving their last dollars. And y'all have millions upon millions upon millions. And you give $50? Wow. Wow. I said you should honestly be ashamed of yourself. Just disappointing. That's what I think. Like, I think sometimes, like, there are celebrities like him who are just doing it just to do it. Because, like, people are, you, you, you donate, you're damn. Like, you donate $50. Like, you know what I mean? He's like, I'm just doing this because people around me are doing this. And they're like, but at least, there are people in the comments like, but at least you still donated, though. I'm like, y'all are annoying. Wow. We out here donating our net worth. Our whole net worth. I'm probably at zero now. (laughs) But it's just, it's disappointing. And we need to stop looking. At this point, we need to stop looking to celebrities for, we need to stop expecting them to speak for us. Yeah. We need to stop expecting them to care. Because there are a select few who show up. Really grateful for those people. But the rest of them... Mm. Worry about the wrong things. Worry about the wrong things. Wow. I don't... Celebrities. This is why I don't really stand nobody for real, for real. Maybe Beyonce, but... You don't catch me. I don't follow too many celebrities online. Like, there's no reason. You do not influence me to do anything that I cannot do by myself. And they're out here, like... That's why the only person that... The thing is, we talked about Tory Lane and what he said in that one video, but he did show up, and he said some real stuff about celebrities. He's like, you guys are not out there protesting. He's talking to his rich friends and his celebrity friends. You guys are in your homes, in your home theaters, sipping Perrier, Mm -hmm. chilling. While the world is falling apart, not only because of... Why it is uh, burning down. ...of a pandemic, but we got racism, racisming. Mm. <laughs> I saw that now. a tweet. Yeah, I saw a tweet Racisming. That that. I saw a tweet that said that. Racism is racisming. And y'all over here like, stop the violence. Stop looting. Open your purse. I don't really hear it. I don't care. I really don't care. I, I, I 100% don't care. Wow. Wow. The insensitivity. They just are so out of touch. That's what you're worried about when y'all, everybody has insurance. Right. It's just like. I was even proud about like Target. Like, you know what I mean? Like people are looting Target. People are stealing from Target and they're over here like, well, we do have insurance. (laughs) So. (laughs) Exactly. Target and also Marc Jacobs. Like, somebody was just like, oh, my God, like, you need to... Somebody, like, vandalized his billboard or something, and they mm-hmm. put, like, um, Black Lives Matter on it, and then they were just like, oh, my God, you need to get this ticket down immediately. He's like, it's going to stay there. He was like, Ooh. everything can be... Re- property can be replaced. Black lives cannot. I said, wait till I can afford a Mark Jacobs. 
I said, I'm going to TJ Maxx because they have them on discount. <laughs> they do, exactly. And I'm just like, that is the that is the whole point is like, y'all are rich as hell. Y'all are rich as hell. And for you to say hashtag Black Lives Matter is going to cost you what? You'll be fine. And it'll be a You'll tax write-off. At the end of the day, if you donate to some of these organizations, you guys can and get a tax write And that's on period. You'll get that money period. right back. So I'm confused. Exactly. Us who have not even received stimulus checks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still waiting. <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about you. Right. I got mine. You got yours. I still haven't got no stimulus check. And I'm out here <laughs> donating to causes. I'm tired. Oh, my God. This is so frustrating for me. Like, I actually keep myself from drinking so much because that's all I can do. I've been like, whoo! Yes. I, I, there's a sense that I just want to numb myself. Yeah. I really just want to numb myself. I think for me, I don't know if this is the last thing we talk about because we already been here for a good ass minute. Yeah. One thing that I do want to talk about is being a professional. Oh, that's a good and one. I know. It's a good one. That's why I said, <laughs> let's talk about this one before we go. Um, being a professional when you, I mean, both of us in my little department that I work in, I'm the only black person and same with you kind of thing. And it's, it's so interesting when I decided to work here, I just thought that there would be this, not even hyper awareness, but this like care because it was a diverse department. And what I found is not that there's, they don't care. It's just, they don't talk about it. They don't address it. They don't. They don't want to bring it up. They, they're tiptoeing kind of thing. And it's like, how do you expect your coworkers who are black to go in day in, day out and keep it business as usual? How? How do you think? Like my, my, my work takes, it can take a lot of brain power kind of thing. But I'm over here thinking like, am I safe today? Can I go do this? Can I do that kind of thing? And then I'm looking at you just to even say, hey, like, how are you? And you don't even say that. I was talking to somebody today and they were surprised that our, um, our, what is she? The vice provost of student affairs, dean of students, addressed the issues as blatantly as she did. I wasn't on the meeting because I had to work, but she basically was just saying that like police brutality and this is what it is. And the university is going to come out with a statement because a lot of times people don't want to say the word police. They don't want to come out with that law enforcement. Oh, we're trying to work with our communities. Bobbity be bobbity. We know it's police brutality. And what baffled me about, you know, her confusion of a, a leader, a person in leadership saying that I was like, is she not telling facts? Is she not telling truths kind of thing? She's checking on people who work in these departments day in, day out, who identify as being black. I'm not okay. We are not okay. I need to take a day off is what I need to do. Yeah, I need to, like, I don't even know. I was like, am I even going to address it at work? I'm like, are they even going to understand? Because I'm literally the only person of color. I'm only a black person. Let me stop. Ew. (laughs) I'm not a person of color. Please don't refer to me as a person of color. I'm a black woman, period. Um, but it's just, I'm like, do it. It's, I don't know. I, I want to read that article about it, about just like maintaining, you know, professionalism as a black person, because they're still going to expect you to do all the work that you're, you've been doing. You know, they don't yes. feel that 
that heaviness that we've been feeling all week. That stress here's what, that we've here, been feeling all week. I have opinions. I really do have opinions because here's my thing. Like everyone's like, oh, you know, advocate for yourself and I agree. People should advocate for themselves. But I also need people to be aware of the identities of people that occupy like the people the people want to be like, I don't see color whatever whatever no like you I I think it's a responsibility especially like supervisors people in leadership to be like hey like have you considered taking this time off to just for yourself whatever that may look like kind of thing and I understand money is a thing people don't all have the same um compensation and whatever but I think it's super important in times like this because everyone wants to be by the book today I mean HR is our best friend, clearly, when they're like, ooh, I don't know, this is extended time for you to leave, so no, I need to go, and it's just, it's very frustrating, and I think it's, I think last week was a lot of just, like, information just coming in and trying to process as I'm working, and, you know, and this week, you know, uh, I think I'm going to hear a lot of, or a lot of people are going to be like, hey, like, are you okay, Harry, are you okay, and maybe that's the beauty of social media, that it is asking white people especially white allies to check in on your black friends stop acting like they're gonna be okay and they'll reach out if they need anything i'm not gonna reach out yeah sorry i was passion that is passion i don't know i was thinking maybe like i'm gonna share that article i gotta read it for i mean like just like you know i reshared it on my facebook i don't care my thing is like I, i i need people to see these things because i'm not okay and i I, I'm I'm pretty vocal one on one. I won't say it like in a big group, um, but like one on one, I'm pretty vocal because like I need people to understand the people who. This is I hate working, and this is the, one of the reasons because like they're like, oh, your personal and work life should mesh. You don't even allow it to do that because and if you did, you could lose your whole ass job. You, I could lose my whole job. If you speak job. out about stuff like this, it's actually illegal to do that, but um, to fire someone How based in- on race, but it'd still be happening. People will be trying to find it'd another still reason. Be- people always try to find another reason she's problematic she's loud she has differing opinions kind of thing i said dang we can't that's one i mean that's just one reason where like if you really read some of the things um they make you sign when you start working places like conflict of interest is one thing things like i have to sign talking about i won't go i won't talk against the you know where i work kind of thing and stuff like that even if i don't agree that's what really upsets me because I'm just like, so if I don't agree, I should just comply because I work here. I mean, I can get a new job. I guess that's what they'll say. But like, how damn. It's very hard. I mean, the thing is, like, my mom works for a black um, nonprofit organization. So it's probably like completely different. I wonder yeah. what that's like. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like everybody's like, understand. Look, bring your mom on the podcast. Uh, yeah, I'm going to ask her because everybody's like sad about the same thing. It's like. So, yeah. It's so interesting. It's so interesting. Yeah. But that's how I feel. I mean, I could really go all day about professionalism and stuff like that and just understanding some of the spaces that you occupy. Like today specifically, I just felt like I had to go. I didn't have to go into the office, but I needed to go to work. And um, I just, I felt like I was just like, I just want to avoid the people. I don't want to see them. I don't want to talk to them. I don't want to be cordial. I don't want to be anything. I just want to exist in this space and that's it. That's it, period. 
And that's on period. Yeah, I mean, obviously, we have way, way more thoughts about this, but, um, you know, we would be <sighs> podcasting for the whole week, you know, yeah. to get all our thoughts out. <laughs> um, but I do want to say one last thing. Um, let's just, like, how about, like, just stop killing back people and none of this would be happening right now. Yep. That's all that's I'm going to say. That's that was easy. <laughs> so, so easy. Arrest the cops. Stop Arrest the cops. Charge the cops. Stop killing black people. Wow. Period. Thank you for coming to our <laughs> TED Talk. Bye. Bye, guys. Thank you guys so much for listening to this week's podcast. Yes, and make sure you guys are following us on all our social media platforms on Instagram at So Tell Me Why the Podcast at Sharmasona for Charlene and at Enhance the Individual for me. Um, You can also listen to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, and SoundCloud. If you do listen, make sure you guys subscribe, comment, and rate us. Thanks so much. Bye. Bye.